Hi everyone, I'm Lily. And I'm Anna, and welcome back to At Home with Lily and Anna. A podcast where we catch up every week from our homes in London and Brighton. And this week we are jumping into the role of agneons, relationship advice, thongs, <laughs> sex after birth. We have got you covered. <laughs> Lily, how are you doing? Let's pretend we haven't just spoken for 45 minutes. Oh my God, we do this every time. (laughs) That would be a juicy podcast. The like (laughs) pre-chat. It was that. We were eating snacks. We were gabbing. We're having a great time. And I'm like, oh, we should actually record the podcast. Yeah, exactly. We're doing this. I'm good. I'm sitting here while it's snowing outside my window again. Oh, it's It's snowing here as well. Is it? my whole like... It never snows here, and we might get the beach, but it never snows. It is snowing, but it's tiny little flakes. Yeah. It looks like cinema snow, yeah. like film snow. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, It looks like it's coming from a machine. Same. And it's not laying. It's not laying. Oh, ours is. Ours is quite thick, it? but it looks very romantic. Oh, I did love your reel that you put up this morning on your Instagram. That was very Christmassy. Thanks. I went out super early to film that, so... I'm glad it worked out. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well done. I am not leaving the house. It's too cold. (laughs) (laughs) Anna's on FaceTime right now in, you look like the cookie monster. Yeah, it's Mark's, it's, it's Mark's dressing gown. Not gonna lie. It, it smells good. And I really, it has a bit of extra length to it. So it was a little bit more snuggly. I mean, you're lucky I haven't got my electric blanket out, if you're honest. I'm so intrigued by these electric blanket things. I've never owned one. They sound terrifying. It sounds like a blanket's going to electrocute you. <laughs> You've watched too many horror films. Too many horror films. What have you got to share with us this week? I've got a show and tell and I've got a 100% yum. Oh, okay. Do you show and tell? Okay, show and tell is, this is so not appropriate for the time of year, but this is genuinely something. I tried it last night and I would have WhatsApp to you this morning to tell you, but I saved it okay. for the podcast. Ooh. It's a gradual tan. Are you going to say a bikini? No. You'll be like, wow, that is so unseasonable. I don't wear bikinis, don't be silly. But it is a fake tan. And I don't know if you've seen it. It's a new range from Bondi Sands. I've got it here to show you. Oh, I can't see myself in the FaceTime one minute. Oh, there you go. I've got it here to show you. Um, (laughs) It's the pure range from Bondi Sands. And I was really intrigued by this because it's fragrance, dye, and sulfate-free. And I've got the sort of skin that kind of needs that. Um, Also, it's new for them because the packaging is like 100% recycled packaging which is great Love um that. so it's a gradual tanner and you you know i have not had great experience with gradual tanners in the past like i tried the one that you love makes me streaky yeah, it. sorry yeah. um but i gave this one a go i didn't even use a mitt i just literally rubbed it all over my body with my hands gave my hands a good Rebel. wash i know the only bit i couldn't really do is my back so it's a bit streaky there but i have not got one streak not on my wrists not on my knees not on my elbows i feel like i want i'm just gonna lift my top up can you see? You do look sunken. Yeah, I'm literally showing Anna my boobs right now. Um, it's a really nice tan. I'm really happy with it. <gasps> okay. I did my little okay. body routine last night. You know, I told you I'm doing this like once a month thing. Yes. I spent like an hour and a half in the bathroom by myself. It was amazing. Um, yeah, it's really nice. Also, it's got hyaluronic acid in it. So it's very hydrating on the skin. Okay, I'm sold. Yeah. I'm so sold. Also, I love that you did a full body tan and it's snowing today. That's just the <laughs> level of lockdown that we're at. Like, I want to feel good and I'm going to do a full body tan because I feel the same way as you. When I do a full body tan, I feel like Superwoman. I feel like I can conquer the world. I just wanted a reason to stay in the bathroom for longer. Rich's like, are you done yet? Can you help me with dinner? I was like, I'm just finishing my tan routine. Very important for the snow day. <laughs> you need it. Your Sunday night pamper is where it is at. Yeah. Do you, what do you provide you? Do you have anything? Have a watch, like, share, repeat. Oh, and this is thank you to our listeners. Oh, okay. Um, and just general, general readers, watchers of Instagram, because a few people messaged me and were just like, "Hun, you need to watch this, and you or listen to this, and you know me well, because it is reply all. It's a podcast, so or podcast to podcast. You may have a listen after you've listened to this, obviously. Um, and they're doing an expose on Bon Appetit. And it's fascinating. It's an investigation into the racist and toxic workplace that was created at BA long before everything's like everything came to light, which was more like last summer. And it features interviews with over 40 people of colour who are ex-employees and it sheds light as to what was going on behind the scenes. And I just think it is a must listen. For anyone who's like a former BA fan, you need to listen to this. You'll link it in the show notes. I think it's a four-part series. It's coming out weekly, so you can't binge them. I think we're only on seat like episode two this week. 
Um, but thank you to everyone who messaged me and were just like, I oh, need to listen to this. Wow. I didn't need to listen to it. It's great. Obviously not great. <laughs> Subject matter. No, like really interesting. Especially because I never, I know, don't really, I've never watched Bonapartie, but I know you were like a massive fan. Oh so God, I was such a fan. I had the merch, like, but behind the scenes, it was not great. And yeah, just really interesting to see like how it wasn't everything that we kind of saw this summer. It goes back 10 years. Like it goes back years and years and years. Um, so That's yeah, awful. definitely have a listen at that. Speaking of food, we both have 100% yum. Mm-hmm. What you got? A roast chicken recipe. I did share this on my Instagram with a little bit of a spoiler. Um, it's a recipe from a friend of mine whose Instagram is at Manu's Kitchen. I think you'd really like her if you don't follow her already. Um, me and Rich do a roast chicken every weekend, but this one is so good that we're sticking to this recipe now every week. We've been trying to. Oh, it's going to be your week. one. This is going to be the one. Okay. It's like It's got like a Dijon mustard and a honey rub. And you like put it all over with like lemon and stuff and all these other things. I'll I'll link the recipe in the show notes, but it makes the skin, sorry, sorry if anyone doesn't eat chicken. It makes the skin (laughs) so crispy and amazing. And oh, it's just so good. It's so good. We loved it. I saw it on your Instagram and I did think that looks like some crispy ass chicken skin in the best kind of way. Yeah. Like I don't ever want it flabby. Oh, no, stop it. No No one wants to hear flabby on a podcast. (laughs) Especially in regards to chicken. Yeah, 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 like flabby bacon, flabby chicken. I'm not here for it. I like my meat crispy. Yeah. And I thought yours looked very nice. Yeah, I'd really highly recommend just like an easy weekend meal. What about you? I actually, yeah, I have 100% yum as well. And again, mine was a spoiler on my Instagram. But Mark was obsessed with getting one of the patty and bun at home kits. So we can technically get it on delivery around here. But you know, sometimes you just want to do it yourself. Like you want to have it like fresh at home. Oh my word, it tasted like the real thing. Mm. I don't know why I was so surprised. I don't know why it shocked me so much. But I was like, I could be, if I close my eyes, I'm in a thumping, can't really see my food properly patty and bun restaurant right now. Oh my god, I don't even remember what that feels like. You know what I mean? You yeah. Know, like, am I? Is this done? What yeah. am I eating? Like, Patty and Bun is like the darkest, most like intense restaurant. But so it was so good. Ooh. It was so good. It gave you all of the ingredients to make the Ari Gold or the Smoky Robinson. Yes. Which are my two favorites. The bacon was crispy. The patty was a delight. The brioche <laughs> bun, incredible. Um, and you just had to provide your own like ketchup, mayo, and lettuce, I think, tomato. I don't know. I didn't have those. Yeah, I was just like, no, fresh, <laughs> fresh things in a, fresh things in a burger, get out of it. But it was really tasty and it tasted like the real thing. So it's available nationwide. If you can't get patty and bun where you are, it's a very good substitute. I think we had that in the first lockdown. Which I think you did. feels ages ago now, but yeah, I think we did. It, I love these restaurant kits. They're so good if it's like someone's birthday or special occasion and you can't do anything, yeah. it makes it more of like an event. Next up, I'm going to do the, do the um, dishoom naans. Oh my God. Breakfast, yeah. It was so good. It was so good, that like chili jam. Oh, oh making me hungry again. It's so good. <laughs> also, fun little additional bit for this week. Um, we have some changes to our podcast format, actually. Just to explain, we're mixing things up a bit. We're listening to you guys. We're taking all feedback. And ultimately, we're going to get into more of a routine, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's kind of the plan. So do not fear, we're taking a little four-week hiatus, but we will be back for seasons from then onwards. So we're taking a little four-week break, and then we do a 10-week season on repeat. Basically, it gives us a bit more time to prep and prepare the episodes, like bring some new topics to you, bring some different topics to you. We feel like we're in a bit of a hamster wheel at the moment with the whole like weekly thing. And anytime we talk to other podcasters, they're like, don't do weekly. <laughs> we didn't listen to that advice. And so we're going to do seasons from now on, which I just think sounds very official. Yeah. Well, it's because it wasn't really a podcast. It was an, it was an Instagram live that we were like, let's do a podcast. It'll be fun. And it's like, wow, how has this time gone by? And it's like a real thing now. So we feel like we should just take a pause and like, you know, reassess and plan a bit more for you guys. Better episodes. I think we've done 30 episodes now, That's like crazy. since the summer, which is wild absolutely crazy so yeah we will be back we're just taking you know four weeks off for a bit of a break we will be back in march and yeah hopefully there'll be a new improved podcast for you guys absolutely okay so this week we are agony aunts loads of people are like what even is an agony aunt you know 
we're basically acting as like your bigger sisters. If you've got a question, you want advice, you just want us to discuss a topic. We asked on Facebook, but I also asked on my Instagram and I promised that any questions that had come in via my Instagram would be kept totally anonymous. So we got a few like juicy ones in there and yeah, just we've got lots to chat about today. Lots to chat about. And we will just, we're going to keep names out of this episode anyway. It's just going to be anonymous. And if you guys like it, this is something we can do again. But the first question is, I recently moved in with my boyfriend at the age of 22. I feel very in love and happy, but I worry that I'm too young to find the one. I've never had a relationship before him. Well, it's it's so good that you feel in love and happy. Like, enjoy the moment. I feel like as, as humans, we're always like looking for... Like, we can't just enjoy the moment. We're like, but but what if? You know what I mean? It's always the what if. Um, I think it's, I just don't think there's like a a number or a time on it. And and especially like, there's no commitment. You're not, you're just moving in with each other. If, if, If for any reason it doesn't work out, that's fine. You find someone else to move in with. Like, I would say just like, enjoy, enjoy the moment and try not to worry about the future too much. Yeah, I, I moved in with Mark when I was 23. Where are you? Yeah. If I'm like doing the maths correctly. I think I was about 23, maybe 24. Um, So kind of a similar age to the person who asked this question. Um, And I I know what you mean. Is that at the the time I had friends that were moving in and I was like, oh no, am I missing out on like a a Monica and Rachel situation? You know, you feel a bit like, oh, is there like a different situation that would be better for me right now? But I agree with Lily. There There is no perfect time. And I am personally so... I'm just such a big fan of people moving in, um, not to like test your relationship, but it is the true ultimate test. It's like, if you can, and it makes sense, makes monetary sense. Like, like you said, you can just rent a place. Like it can kind of be like no crazy attachment or contracts. You don't have to be in it for like years and years and years, like buy somewhere and have paperwork or that kind of stuff. It, you really get to know the other person. I think you learn well. you learn so much about someone when you live with them and it totally changes your relationship. So yeah, I think yeah. as well, it's it's a really good idea and a good test and it will it might even just strengthen your relationship as well. Like what did you guys, when you moved into each other, what was like a shock to you? Rich was like shocked at how bad I am at like looking after myself. <laughs> <laughs> I and I was shocked there. at how tr- well-trained he was. I was like, wow, Richard's mom did well. I shocked at how bad I am. I thought you're just going to leave that there. Yeah, just yeah. how bad I am. I was, I was shocked. Like Mark is really neat. Like he's quite a neat and anal person. I was like, oh my God, I'm quite a neat and anal person. Like that's, he was, he's like really clean, really tidy. You know, some people are like, oh, I moved in with a guy and now there's pubic hair everywhere. And I'm like, oh, that isn't really a problem. Like Mark is, Today I had ready break for my breakfast and I left a few little ready break kind of shards out on the side and Mark was like <clears throat> oh my god <laughs> to like brush them off. Oh my god. So there was he was definitely a lot neater than I thought. And when I look back at our relationship it it almost seems like a completely different one. Like I was 23, he was like 24, 25 like oh my gosh we've come like a long way since then. Like mm. a long way since then. But I just think if you're happy, you're happy. It doesn't matter if you haven't had a relationship before. That's what I was going to say. It does not matter if you haven't had a relationship before. There's no like, you need to date five people before you find the one. Like, oh my God, our parents' generation, most of them like met at 15 and then never had any other boyfriends. I think my grandma met my granddad when she was 14. Yeah. They've been together like ever since. I, I do think though, if you haven't had a relationship before, maybe you haven't got that experience in your head and you're not like 100% sure if that's, if what you're doing or how you're communicating is like necessarily normal, obviously normal in brackets, then like talk to your friends. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you could be like, oh, we keep arguing about this. Like, is that something that you tend to argue yes. about? Like talk to other people because there might be red flags that you're not picking up on, or actually it might be completely something that couples argue about all the time. Like don't be afraid to communicate with other people that might be able to offer you That's advice. such a good tip. We will move on from this question soon, I promise. But <laughs> I also just know that relationships change all the time. Don't like yes. write them off for something because a lot of things you grow and you change together. I really remember me and Rich went through a period of time where we didn't feel like we were on the same team and we'd go out for dinner with another couple, for example. And you know how you kind of say like a white line, you, you exaggerate a story and you're like, oh my God. And then I faked hand and I was bright orange. And then Rich would be like, no, you weren't. Like you weren't that orange. <laughs> and I would just be so... 
I used to find that so annoying. I'd be like, Rich, you're on my team. You're on my side. Like, you're my boyfriend. Like, don't embarrass me in front of other people. And that took ages for us to figure out. Such a small thing. But then, like, now that's, like, such... So in the past, like, it's just not how we are at all. So know that your relationship will change and grow over time anyway. Know that basically your relationship changes yearly. Like, I literally feel like I've had 10 different relationships with Mark like yeah. and all special and lovely and different in their own way but things are constantly evolving I think back to 22 year old me 19 year old me compared to now it's it's completely different mm-hmm. like so yeah don't be afraid for things to evolve for sure but if you're having a good time you're having a good time good exactly. for you exactly the next question is I'd love some advice for building up confidence when it comes to my career I've always struggled with sticking up for myself being more authoritative and the dreaded imposter syndrome I admire both of you for being so confident, but also for following careers that clearly make you so happy. I mean, the fact that you think me and Anna are both confident, I think is an important bit to focus on because you always think someone else is confident, but everyone is going through something and everyone, I don't, I doubt there are many people that would say like, yep, I'm confident. Like, I know that I'm the best in my career. I know that I'm good at this. I think everyone suffers from some kind of like insecurity, imposter, oh God, imposter syndrome is the worst. For anyone who doesn't know. For me, I would say it's the the being authoritative. Like that's my like weakness. I think for me, that's come with age a bit, but it depends on what scenario. Like throw me into an office situation tomorrow and I'd be terrified. Like I don't know how to be someone's manager. But yeah. but also I think it, in my 30s, I've learned how to like have more self-confidence in what I'm saying and being less like, if you don't mind about things, you know? Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. We're going to do a very good descriptor of imposter syndrome. Well, I don't really know what the description of imposter syndrome is, but I, I would describe it as not feeling like you're good enough for, to be doing something. Yeah. Questioning your position, like in your place, like, am I good enough to be here? Which I get all the, t- all the time. Do you? Yeah. I I definitely get that. But for me, like in this question, the thing that stuck out is that feeling of confidence and like sticking up for yourself. And this is one thing that Lily is so good at. And like, yeah, because I'm always like, what would Lily do in this situation? Like, what would Lily do? You like, you're very, very good at being authoritative, not in a way that pisses people off. Just like, you know, you just know you know you're very you're very confident in your decisions in that way see I think it's funny that you're describing me like that because that's just not how I feel yeah I this is the thing with the question everyone thinks that other people are more confident or have less imposter syndrome than them and it's like you just never know yeah and maybe that's that's part of it It, you know to know that everyone's kind of winging it a bit and like absolutely maybe if you present yourself in a certain way to be a certain confidence things will come with that do you, I mean, you kind of have to fake it a little bit to feel it, to convince yourself of it. It is. I, I genuinely think there is such a big level of faking it till you make it with confidence and those kinds of things. I do think one thing that you're good at is putting yourself in situations where you do feel uncomfortable and you know that you're like not 100% confident and that helps you. Because I know when we used to do a lot of public speaking things, I'd shit my pants. I'd be like, oh my God, this is my worst nightmare. I... Ugh, ugh. And you would just be like, it's my worst nightmare, but I'm doing it and I'm going to feel so good when it's done. And you, you're very good at throwing yourself into those situations. I think that helps you grow with confidence. Thank you. This was not meant to be a compliment Lily question. I feel very <laughs> flattered right now. I think it coming, like going with the authoritative, how to get people to kind of take you seriously and things like that, you do well because I think the main way to get people to take you seriously is to have respect and be like, be a good yeah. person. And that's something you're amazing at. Like, you are never ever rude to anyone or never have like a horrible tone and I think if you're trying to be authoritative and get people to take you seriously that is so important because no one's gonna take you seriously if you're a bitch basically so it's having that like respect but but being like firm I guess or just knowing what you want and being clear does that is that helpful this is really nice I think ultimately the the person who asked this question Chat to your friends about this because I'm sure your friends will have some lovely things to say yeah. about you that will build you up. And chat will to make someone you feel good. Yeah, chat to someone who you think has got like an amazing job or like an amazing life, and ask them how they feel about confidence. Because I bet they will surprise you and say, "Oh, I'm really not confident with my whatever," and you'll be like, "What? No yeah. way!" Yeah, I I think you're <laughs> so right, and that everyone has something. People have 
strengths but then people have weaknesses as well so I think in this question we both have things that we're like good at things that we can improve on yeah um yeah that's that's like it's really interesting how we sort of have like opposing things that we feel like we're good at and where our weaknesses are and also to build your confidence ask someone close to you what how they feel about you what you're good at and it will kind of it's a bit of an ego boost but it will help you see like how other people see you and that might give you a bit of a confidence boost there you go all of the advice um I love I love that question oh thanks Lily you said really nice things there <laughs> yeah I like you sometimes no, oh, <laughs> the next question is I'm worried if I'm not actively looking for a partner I won't find one I think now especially is just a really weird time to be single it must be so so hard like we are both very very lucky very lucky yeah to to have partners and not be single right now it's I mean now more than ever in in a normal in a normal (laughs) pre-pandemic time I think absolutely you don't have to be looking for a partner you could be walking down the street you could be on the tube you could be in a restaurant you could be in a bar like you're you're around people you can I think as long as you're around people you know living quite like a sociable life but I think now no one is living a sociable life, especially in the UK right now. And I think that is really tricky. I do have I do have success stories oh, of go like on. dating in the pandemic. Um, one of my closest friends um literally found her dream man during like lockdown too. Like honestly, dream man. He's a local man. Like how have, how have their paths not crossed before? You know, when you meet people and you're like, we even have people in common that they like know. And it's like, how had they not crossed paths before? Yeah. I have a feeling it was good old Bumble, but it can happen. But obviously she was on Bumble. She was looking for it. He was looking for it. So I think right now it is very tricky if you're not actively looking for it. I mean, maybe you could lock eyes over your masks in the supermarket. <laughs> I think you'd be surprised how people meet. Like ask around. I bet you'll find some like funny stories and like, it doesn't True. always have to be a dating app or someone introducing you. Like, I think people meet all over the place. And I don't know, it, maybe it's rich for me to say, like, don't panic, because obviously I am in a relationship and I know when you want something, it's a bit like when you're like trying for a baby, it's hard to not just the only thing you're, you're thinking about. I don't know, Anna, how do you feel about like, I don't know, I, I don't know how I feel about this like whole manifesting thing. I very much believe in like what happens, happens for a reason. And yeah it will all be okay. I don't think I believe in manifesting. Do you? I think, it man- is that when you like imagine something and then it, you make it a thing? I think, yeah, manifesting is, it's like at your forefront of your mind and maybe you journal every day and your thoughts on it and it's, it's, it's keeping it very present in your mind. That's what I understand from manifesting. Yeah. I think, I'm not sure I believe in manifesting, but I believe in positive like positive attracts positive yeah that kind of like positive thinking like I am believing that you're in the place that you're in now for a reason yeah and that like good good things are coming like being happy where you are like like Lily said very rich of me to say like I literally live with my dream man he's amazing but like I, I believe in that believing that where you are now is the right place and that like good things are coming I think I do that's just my outlook I think I'm I'm the optimistic one. Mark is not. <laughs> like we're very opposite on that. But I'm very putting good vibes out there will bring good vibes your way. Yeah, I think so. It doesn't hurt to like think about what what you would like from a relationship. Although you just never know, you might meet someone who's totally the opposite of what you thought you'd like, and they'll be the perfect person. I think sometimes the weight of talking from like my friends' experience, other people that I know the weight gives you time to reflect on the good and the bad from previous relationships and really to zoom out and think, wow, that was terrible. <laughs> this is why, or, or whatever happened in your previous relationships. And I genuinely think if she had met this guy a couple of years ago, it would have been different. And I'm not sure she was in the same headspace. And I think now she knows herself so well, she knows what she wants and it just has all like clicked into place absolutely which is like so lovely to see good luck good luck you, whoever you are okay the next question or um topic <laughs> this is, is really taking a turn <laughs> this is definitely taking a turn on a lighter note um how to get comfortable wearing a thong see i promised you thongs in the intro and i wasn't lying 
Guys, I, I freaking hate thongs. I hate Is this from you, Lily? Thongs. Yeah, I, I submitted <laughs> this one. I hate thongs. Why? Why would you I want something up your bum all day? <laughs> I don't understand. I understand the purpose of them, but I, I refuse. I just won't wear clothes that need, that need to wear thongs. I don't understand. It reminds me of like, remember the T-bar thongs we've discussed from the nostalgia oh. episodes? I think Absolutely, I've scarred myself. Yeah. yeah, okay. So like a G-string, T-bar, little tiny piece of elastic that like, like an elastic band that goes over your bum hole. Go no. So like, what, no. tell me why, ha- you wear thongs, right? You like them. I, yeah, I never thought, I remember us <laughs> having a conversation. You were like, my friend wears thongs and I don't understand. And I was just like, oh my God, that's no way. Like, I don't understand either. And then I got a thong and now it was actually, <laughs> I blame Jamie Genevieve for this. We were on a trip and we were in a Victoria's Secrets and she was just like, Anna, these thongs are the best darn thongs in the world. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll buy like four for $20 or whatever it was. (laughs) Then it turns out they were the best darn things in the world. I do think the secret is they need to be like a really, really stretchy, seamless. Um, The ones I've got at the moment are from a brand called Chantel. And they're, they're almost like a one size fits all kind of thing. Like, cause the, the elastic in them is so extreme. Um, and so there's, there's just, they're, they're actually quite comfortable. So is it like, you know, like the MS no VPL knickers where there's just like no edge. Is it like that yes. in a thong? Yeah, basically. But don't yeah, you feel like you've got a wedgie all day? Are you wearing I'm one like now? Yeah, I wear one. At home day. in your dressing gown, like you're wearing one. I don't, I don't wear in non-thongs. I don't. This blows my mind. I don't own, I don't own non-thongs. <gasps> no way. So it's not even yes. like if you have to for clothes, like you choose to wear one every day. Yeah. So when I was living at home, I can't remember what happened, but I think I'd like packed up all my thongs or something and I'd run out of underwear. And I was like, mom, can I borrow a pair of underwear, please? She's like, okay. She actually had like a fresh pack. They were bright pink. They were so funny, like bright pink, fresh knickers from this pack that she'd never worn. I felt so uncomfortable and then they cut into the bum cheeks. They cut into my bum cheeks. And I was just like, oh no, like this feels like I'm wearing a nappy. Can you feel it right now? No. I don't know, have I got, a, have I got something wrong with my bum? Because I just can't, I can't <laughs> you relate. Got, Lily, have you got an overly sensitive bum? <laughs> <laughs> this is what's happening here. <laughs> I just can't believe you're wearing one right now. I'm looking at you in your dressing gown in your comfies and I'm like, I don't understand. I mean, I can already see it on the Facebook group. It's going to be like, I'm team thong. And then like, I'm team full pants, full briefs. <laughs> I, I, maybe I need to try it. I know this brand you're talking about. I've got a bra from them. Um, oh, bras are so nice Maybe I well. need to try again. But then also I feel like, but maybe I don't because I'm wearing normal things now and it's fine. You're fine. I think it's just what you prefer. It's your preference. Like, Oh, I have another you're, question. You're, Oh yeah. Can't you like feel your clothes on your bum cheeks, like rubbing? Like, especially if you're wearing like jeans. Isn't that uncomfortable? <laughs> There's like nothing in between your bum and your jeans. I'm, I'm asking, asking questions on behalf of this person that asked the question. I'm digging you're in deep. Are, you're oh. asking a question that I've never even thought of <laughs> digging in deep. <laughs> That's terrible. You're asking a question that I've honestly never considered before. I don't know. I'm, I'm like, overthinking it. Now. Yeah, like, Just, I don't you know. know. No, not really. Okay. Honestly, when I when I wore my mum's pants, <laughs> that's a sentence. When I wore my mum's pants, they were just they, they were like cutting in, and it gave me like four bum cheeks. Yeah, they obviously they're, weren't they're, the right size. Yeah, exactly. Come on now, they're not the right size. Yeah, um, interesting. Okay, <laughs> okay. Question. I mean, the next question is equally as ridiculous. I mean, this is now for you. Oh, hashtag gosh. can't relate. Sex after a baby: How not to be terrified and self conscious slash afraid of the pain. Well, disclaimer, I had an emergency C-section. So okay. technically everything down there is intact, although I did get to 10 centimeters, so it's definitely not the same. Okay. Um, so I think it's totally different if you have a vaginal birth because, and I've spoken to friends and they're like, it's terrifying. Some people do it quite soon, no judging. Some people wait longer. Yeah. There's no judgment. There is absolutely yeah. no right time. Like that is the main thing. You wait a year if you want to wait a year. It's your uh-huh. vagina. Um <laughs> Is that the first time I've said vagina on the podcast? Hmm. Like it's your a, vagina. Um, but C-section is still a weird thing because obviously 
we waited quite a while, mainly because like, God, we had many other things to get on with. We, we, we just really didn't need to be doing that. Like we had a baby. I was tired. I was recovering from a full blown operation. Like, yeah. And then, oh God, I just think my mom listens to this podcast. If you wait a long period of time, it's harder, right? Anyway, even normal It feels life. like it's... <laughs> it really does do that. Why? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was uncomfortable. Also, I found that it kind of hurt like where my C-section scar is, like on my lower, I don't even know what that's called. It kind like of like my lower abdomen. I don't know what to say. It's hopefully you're with a loving partner who is supportive and kind and understands. If you're not ready and you change your mind, that's fine. There's no rush, no pressure. Yeah. It's just one of those things. I think, I think maybe often it's not as bad as you think it's going to be. But like I said, I think it's totally different when you have a vaginal birth. And it depends on the birth as well. I don't know, like Anna, you is this something you think about as someone who hasn't had kids yet? I definitely think, I have to say though, I've just heard, it's one of those things you hear in horror stories, isn't it? It's the very like horror story part of birth. And also I've had a lot of friends who have had terrible times of this. Like we're talking reconstructive surgery after giving birth. So I feel like I've... It's on my mind. It Can it be goes, worse? It goes in the cons column. <laughs> Can it be worse than like losing your virginity though? I still don't think that was that bad. Interesting. There you go. Question for a rainy day. <laughs> okay. I love this one. This one is short and sweet, but I don't think it needs to say any more, this question. In-laws. That's it. Full stop. Well-intentioned, but overstepping boundaries. <laughs> it's not even a question. It's just like, discuss. <laughs> just like just discuss that we also have to say before we answer this question that we have lovely in-laws oh my god that's just like that. yeah let's just put that out there we have lovely in-laws lily and i both live in our hometowns with our husbands and our husband's families live like a couple of hours away so but, just like putting yeah. context out there i think it's something that a lot of people deal with like from knowing speaking to friends like everyone has even people who love their in-laws or people who don't love their in-laws there's always something and i think it comes down to like communication between you and your partner totally that's like a major part of it because it's their parents like there's only so much you can say directly to someone else's parents a bit it's a bit of a weird relationship i think especially if you're the girl if you're the woman do you know i mean it's different if you're the guy in the in-laws i think it's so it's it's such an you're right it's actually like a really interesting relationship because yeah you pick your partner, you pick your your lover, but you don't pick their parents or their yeah. family. So you're kind of all like lumped together. So I, I would say the most important part of this question to me is well-intentioned. Because yes. like if you have a well-intentioned set of in-laws, it's all good. In, it's all good. Yeah. You know, like some people have in-laws that might disagree about their religion or their race or their sexuality or you know you know we're talking like really intense disapproving kind of in-laws and like that is a whole other set of mm. I like things that would be so so difficult but I think if you've got well-intentioned you sort of have to remind yourself of that and be like yeah they're well-intentioned at the end of the day also since I've become a parent it's made me think differently about it because now I kind of know how it feels to be a parent and want to be involved in your child's life and know everything. It's made me much more sympathetic towards Rich's parents who I love. And yeah, and I have a great relationship with them already, but they don't live near us. And I think I always try and be really sympathetic of that. Like they know that we see my parents more than them. Yeah. So if I do little things like we've got a shared album on photos and I upload photos and videos of Grey so that Aww. they can see. And I feel like making those doing those little things shows to them that you care because I think it can be quite easy to become a bit complacent is that the word where you're just relying on your partner to to talk to his parents to deal with his parents whereas I think like me facetiming them when Rich isn't around every now and again is really important for our relationship so I try and make that bit of effort and then I think that will help with like if you find that your in-laws are quite overbearing like meet them in the middle somewhere because maybe they're just overcompensating for something that you're not doing maybe, that could they, be maybe they miss you they miss yeah. their child and they actually just want to they want to like improve that relationship you're so right in what you're saying and I think in with my in-laws I find our relationship is improved through like I mean obviously you can't do this now but seeing each other regularly or facetiming regularly or like and like not going long periods mm. of time because you're just a bit more involved in each other's lives 
And you're so right with communication. And also it, in my eyes, Mark is such a doll with my parents. Like my parents are obsessed with Mark. Mark lived with my family for like three months. That's really intense. And I remind myself of that. And I'm just like, you are so lovely to my parents. I want to be lovely to yours because I know how that makes me feel. Mm. Like I know that makes me feel so good when I see you helping my dad with the Wi-Fi or something. And I'm like, I want to be able to repay you with that, like with that same feeling because it makes me feel so nice yeah. and good inside. There you go. A little discussion on in-laws for you. <laughs> the next question is, I've just started a new job this month, but due to the UK lockdown and working from home, I haven't met anyone except for emails and video calls. I've never felt this isolated in my life and it's not exactly the way I'd hoped to start my dream career. How do you deal with working from home and not actually knowing the people you're working with? Well, first this of all, is so hard. Dream career. Yeah, yeah, that sounds amazing. Like that is a real positive. And it must be such a weird time to start a job. Like you guys know, full disclaimer, me and Anna have worked for ourselves for a long time. So we're def- very much detached from this situation. But yeah, I wanted to keep this question in because I thought I could just try and put myself in the situation and think like if I were to start a new job tomorrow, what would I do? And again, it's definitely something that's come with age. I think if I was in my 20s, I would just be absolutely shitty myself and I'd hate it but there's something that's come with age that's made me think like what have you got to lose so yeah aside from the video calls and the emails like follow people on Instagram like if you know your colleagues are on Instagram follow them it's not don't overthink it don't be like oh my god they're gonna think I'm stalking them they're not like everyone follows everyone on Instagram follow them Instagram and then you kind of see their life a bit more and you could like reply to their stories and DM each other and build a bit more of a relationship outside of work and like, don't be scared to ask like, oh, are you on Instagram? Like, or let's add you on Facebook or something. Try and build a bit of a relationship. Yeah. I, I think also just like outside, it's quite hard to make friends during a meeting call, but like, don't be scared. Don't be afraid to organize a Zoom call for 6 p.m. when maybe it's the end of work and you could just be like, how was your day? Like, yeah. I was going to say, is there any new starters Cause like if there are yeah. new starters that stick together like glue, like yeah. I made one of my closest work friends cause we started on the same day. Definitely. And we were like, we were twins from yeah. that day on, like that, that could really help. Um, I was also going to say like, if anyone else is in the same situation, stick it on the Facebook group and let's get a bit of a discussion going there. Yes. Any, if anyone has any advice, I'm sure you're not the only one that has started a new job in the middle of the pandemic. So if, if there is anyone else that has advice on this, obviously me and Lily probably aren't best equipped to answer this one. So like put it on the group and help each other out because I'm it's, sure there are people in the same boat. It's like with every relationship at the moment, you're having to just go above and beyond to make the effort. Like something that would be yeah. really cute. Oh my God, this would be such a cute idea. Say that you've been talking to this girl, Sarah, and she seems quite nice, but like, you're not like that. You know, normally you'd be in the kitchen chatting, but you can't do that. Yeah. Why not ask Sarah if she wants to have like a little friend date it's Friday night? You can get one of those restaurant kits. You yes. each get one and then you can like make the meal and you can like FaceTime each other and chat and pretend you're going out for dinner like you would with someone at work. You actually, And like you said, that's something you could do with current colleagues, new colleagues, yeah. like friends, like all of these little things. For me, I feel so much more attached to someone if I'm voice noting. Yes. Like to me, when you voice note, I mean, obviously me and Lily voice note. Sometimes I'm like, why are we even doing this? You might as well pick up the phone. Because <laughs> <laughs> it gives like, you time to think. I like it. I love voice True. Note. It's funny. It's like I send one to Lily and then two minutes later, she's listening, she sends one back and we just go back and forth. But like with so many of my friends, I now do this and it's a way of connecting. I mean, we're all a bit funny about calling each other sometimes because you don't want to interrupt, but it like you can listen to a voice note in your own time. And yeah, I think that's a really... Maybe not the first thing that you do with a work colleague, but if you've got to that point, like just a little, a little chat, a little chat every now and then. I rarely nice. regret like reaching out to someone and having the guts to do something. I very, True. if you do it, I, I highly unlikely that you're going to regret doing it, and no one's going to like be like, oh god, that girl asked me. Like, no, everyone loves it. They'll be, they'll appreciate that you put yourself out there. So just have the confidence to just say, hey, this is really weird, but I'm new and I don't know anyone. So do you want to chat? Literally, if they're a nice person, they'd be like, oh my word, this person is new. Yeah. They started their dream job right now. This must be really hard for them. I'm going to make it easier for them. And let's like be friends. Yeah. Okay. Good luck. Good luck. How do you deal with criticism? I'm getting less and less thick skinned personally. Terribly. 
No, you do. You, no, Anna, you do quite well with criticism. I'm the worst. Um, I used to be all right, not anymore. I don't think, okay, maybe terribly is like a bit of an exaggeration. I think it really depends what the criticism is, if I'm honest. If I know that it's true and it's criticism that I'm like, oh, fuck, this is, yeah, okay, fair enough. I sometimes find that really hard to deal with because I think I think I like, I feel like I know myself, I know my strengths, I know my weaknesses. And if someone's picking a hole in something that I'm like, oh, damn, you got me, that gets me. Mm. If it's something that I am sure in myself is not true and, you know, it actually is false or something that I disagree with or something something that I just feel really secure with, I'm like, oh, say that. I just, I don't really care that you can hit me and you can hit me in that funny bone and it doesn't really hurt, then I can take it. But if, if it's something that I'm just like, I'm feeling really sensitive about, I'm really insecure about, something that I know is true, yeah. <laughs> then... then then I struggle. I think the best thing you could do in that situation, like often when I get upset with something, I'm like, okay, I'm obviously getting upset because I know it's true. So For like reason, lean into yeah. that and you're like, okay, yeah. I'm going to allow myself like half an hour of feeling a bit like hurt and like upset and poor rich, whoever's near me at that time will probably get all the, you know, crap. Yeah. But then, then what can I do with that? I'm all about the feedback. Like, I love it because, (laughs) do you know what? I love it because it's, it's something that you can do with the negative criticism. Otherwise you just feel negative. So if there's something I can do with that to make it a positive. So it's like, okay, you've got criticism, but what can you do about it? Like, how can you make a positive out of that? Can you do do it better next time? Can you do it differently? Like ask that whoever's criticized you, ask them to elaborate so that you can like work on it. That's, that's the only way I can deal with it. It's like, okay, this has happened it's really shit and I hate it, but I'm going to do something to make sure it doesn't happen again. Yeah, I I think that's right. And it's about being solutions focused and that sounds like management bullshit, but it's, I always say to Mark, I'm like, when Mark tells me that we can't do something around the house because of the floorboards going in a certain direction or something, I'm just like, "Mm -mm, no, no, solutions focused. Like there has to be a way. Like I just always think there has to be like a fix for something There has to be a way. It's also worth saying that me and Lily, when we're talking about dealing with criticism, we don't have a typical like manager, boss, supervisor situation, like who's dealing us with, you know, constructive criticism on our work. Yeah. This is talking about people on the internet, you know, criticizing or co- constructively or otherwise. So it's, it's a different, we have a different kind of setup with that. But this person might not be talking about work. How do you deal with criticism? It could be, it might be a friend like telling you they don't like the way you do something. Criticism of any kind, it could be personal, it could be professional. Um, I think, it's just about not reacting straight away and getting like hot-headed and just seeing yes, red. Take totally. a moment to just let it sink in. Decide yeah. if you agree with it or if you disagree with it. If you disagree with it, that's fine. That's their opinion. If you agree with it, then you can do something about it. You know what? I really don't think there's a problem with just pressing pause on something as well. Yeah. Like if you're getting feedback or you're getting constructive criticism, whatever, friend, personal, profession, whatever, and you're just like, I just need to take a moment to breathe. Mm. I do not think there's anything wrong with being like, I'm just going to take a 10 minute break. Yes. <laughs> we could just come back to this in 10 minutes. If you feel like you just need to breathe and take a moment, there is nothing wrong with that. Nothing yeah. wrong with that at all. Yeah. I've learned Sometimes that this year. It makes such a difference just taking a minute before yeah. you just react straight away. Absolutely. Okay, this next question we were going to delete because I was like, I don't really have much experience. And then Anna like threw in a voice out her that she has a story and I'm intrigued. So the next okay. question is, thoughts <laughs> about getting back with the cheating partner, engaged, married, living together. I, I mean, the only experience I have is when I was 15 and my boyfriend cheated on me. And I, oh my God, did that hurt? And I was only 15. So I cannot even imagine anyone's having to go through this when they're engaged, married or living together. Yeah, I I do have to preface this with my experience of this happened when I was about like 18. So it's a very different situation. But we kept it in because it sounds lol. (laughs) Okay, so I didn't know that I had been cheated on until I broke up with this person. Actually, this person broke up with me. Um, Dick. And I was at a party and they were like, oh, (laughs) someone like a friend of a friend was like, oh, did did you break up? Because he had, because of the threesome. And I was like... (laughs) (laughs) what the threesome I didn't I knew nothing about this and basically he'd cheated on me because it had a threesome and I was left out I mean I'm not gonna lie I had a bit of FOMO Lily I was just like I'm sorry that's like cheating on you twice that's a double cheat 
It's a double cheat. It doesn't count as one cheating just because it was with two people at the same time. That's a double cheat. I was doubly cheated on. And I'm not going to lie. I just had a bit of FOMO, if I'm honest. (laughs) I was just a bit like, no one told me. That was (laughs) my invite. (laughs) This goes back to my whole, like, no boys wanted to kiss me situation. I'm like, there was a threesome and no one, right. Thanks for that then. So that was my one experience. So, yeah. I think... I think when I was younger, I would have been like, no way would I ever get back. And I always like threaten Mitch. I'm like, if you ever, I'm having the house or like, you know, whatever. But reality is it's not that simple, is it? And I think it totally depends on the situation. It, it, I I know pe- I have people in my life this has happened to, and I have people who are still together now and I have people who are not still together now. It's It's such, it's so easy when you're out of a situation to be like, I would not deal with it in the same way it's so different for the people involved when you're in it. And I, I just, I don't think there's a definitive yes or no answer. Mark comes back from work and he's like, Anna, I'm so sorry I slept with Sally. No, wait, sorry, your friend's called <laughs> Sally. No, yes, I'm not talking about, that was just Sally. a random name. She had a lot of her best friends called Sally. No, it was a random name. I, I promise it was just like, I was drunk. And you know how the boys get when they're drunk. They're like different people. Like they have no idea oh, what they're everyone doing. Everyone loves Mark when he's drunk. You know that everyone's like, oh yeah. my God, Mark is so fun. I was drunk. <laughs> I promise it will never happen again. It wasn't a thing. I don't like love her. Like I just, I don't know. You know, we haven't had sex in ages. Don't know why I'm elaborating on the story. <laughs> what would you do? Because I just don't think I'd be like, right, done. Like a whole relationship just done in that moment. But then how do you rebuild the trust? Like, what would you do if that happened right now? He walks in right now. Okay, number one, I would know straight away because he is the worst liar in the world. Like he would just have it written all over his face. I'd be like, yeah, no, he'd be I know like shaking. Yeah, yeah. Like he honestly, if Mark goes to a strip club on a stag do, I I know everything. You know what I mean? He's like, <laughs> and then she, uh, and I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> like, I don't need to hear this. <laughs> like okay, like he just can't help himself. <laughs> so he's got verbal diarrhea in that sense. I really don't know. My trust would be so. I'd be so devastated. My trust would be completely shattered. Yeah. I don't know how I would. My God, I think I might cry just like thinking about it. I'm just like, no, that's just too sad. I I really, I really don't know. I really don't know. I think it's so, what would you do? I don't, I don't know, but I think I would, I definitely wouldn't, it wouldn't be like an instant, that's it, you're out. Especially now we've got great, but I think I would 100% need like a massive break and space and then I'd like it would be it must it would be a long period of trying to work on it and figure out if there's something to save because there's a reason why it happened in the first place and it's working out what that reason was I reckon I don't know I mean I can't say I'm not in that situation I have no idea like mad respect to anyone who's had to deal with this thank hope please god may I never but but I just don't think it's as simple when you're younger and you're like yeah I'd break up with you straight away yeah, oh, easy. yeah, no, no, it's not that easy. Like you said, you've got like grey now, it's very different. That was a good little, the, the bit that you said there was really, I was like, oh yeah, that's that was good advice. I don't know what I said, but thank you. It was good. Um, <laughs> question, what's one thing you wish you'd done in your 20s? I feel like I'm losing mine to COVID at the moment. That's true. Well, first of all, I think, remember that everyone's losing something to COVID at the moment. Like every true. age has a different challenge. I just keep thinking about like the A-level students who are like mm. finishing the eight, like, or uni, or like, there's so many different, ah, different yeah, things. different so, life stages. Everyone's like missing out. It really is, yeah. yeah. So no, you're not alone. But um, what's one thing I wish I'd done in my 20s? I think travel more. Well, sorry, that's not something you could do at the moment, but <laughs> travel more. Like I was so career focused. I was obsessed with how many jobs and work experience and internships can I get on my CV? And yeah. maybe I... I mean, it did help me, but I kind of wish I'd chilled a bit and just like enjoyed life a bit more. Yeah, I, I would say like traveling as well, although I feel like I ramped up in my late 20s and like made up for the fact that, you know, I just went on UK family holidays to campsites all my life. Um, I would say, okay, this is my, my thing. I love the aspects of a night out. Like I love dancing. I love letting my hair down, like rubbing up on people. <laughs> Not rubbing up on people, but you know, when you're a student, like these were people that Mark knew, so it wasn't, you know, like super <laughs> uncomfortable. But you know what I mean? Just like going out and having a great time. But I also like my biggest fear is people being sick. I've spoken about it so many times. And I feel like that really inhibited me going on nights out. Mm. Because I and I'm just like, oh, I just wish I like went on more nights out and like stayed yeah. out later. And like Same. Just went for it. Like, obviously, that's very easy. I think most people probably would have a similar answer. Like, 
at this current st- stage in our life in a pandemic when like clubs haven't been open for months, like almost a year by this point. But I'm like, yeah, cl- like clubbing and parties and going out late, like. Yeah. yeah. I definitely did that more when I was like 18, 19, like, and then at uni and then you kind of leave uni and that. Yeah, that I was thinking, goes. exactly. I was thinking after uni, early 20s, I was like loving life at uni. It's more like the second half of the 20s. I think I took it maybe a bit too seriously. Yeah, just it, like screw the people throwing up in the toilets. Like it's just part of the package. People throwing up outside, people throwing up in the ta- like at the taxi rank. Just like let all of that go. And I just wish I was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Let's stay out till 4 a.m. I'll get the night bus home. Like I just wish I yeah. did that more often and like just went for it. Who cares? But don't worry about missing out on stuff. Like hopefully, you know, things will go back to normal soonish and you've got plenty of your 20s left. Yeah, we'll all have some stories to share with the younger generations. We'll be like, oh, you've got no idea how lucky you are. <laughs> <laughs> I often have dreams of an ex from over six years ago. Do you think that means anything? And then there's also oh like gosh. a similar question about being in a long-term relationship, but sometimes finding other men attractive. Okay, well, first of all, being in a long-term relationship and finding other men attractive, like that is fine. Oh, oh my God. Oh, Absolutely. Often Rich will like properly look, we'll be driving and his head will like turn. And I'm like, hello, like don't crash whilst checking someone out. And like same, I used to find that I would always find more men attractive when in a relationship than when I was actually single and looking. Oh, because it's a bit like you want it, want it, but no touching. Yeah. And like you're more comfortable and like you seem more confident probably. So it probably attracts more people. Yeah. I mean, I think it's so fine to like kind of, think someone's like fit and fancy oh. someone a bit i've told my like i told the story of like telling mark to put his dick away put your dick away like <laughs> absolutely if, if mark actually said like i don't find any other women in the world attractive aside from you i'd be like that's bullshit like come on let's let's be serious here like i mean not we don't want them like salivating over other people but like finding other people attractive absolutely completely yeah. normal completely yeah. fine i also i love a bit of a flirt i miss that like, oh. as in I miss it because of COVID. I don't. I would have. I would be doing it. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're if you're at like a party and someone, if it's like yeah. harmless. I think my me and my optician actually <laughs> had a bit of a flirt. Like in a pandemic time, I was wearing a mask. He was wearing a mask. But I he was so. I don't know. He was just so complimentary about my eyes, and I don't <laughs> think my eyes are that good. And he was just like, honestly, they're perfect. Stop like, it. Eyes are perfect. Stop no, I'm being it. deadly serious. <laughs> And I came home and told Mark. And Mark was like, Annie, you keep saying that your eyes are really bad. I'm like, but he told, like, I can't, he told me they were good. He was like, your eyes have even got better since the last time you came here. That's what he told me. Maybe this whole like mask thing is like an optician's dream. Because he's like, I'm, you know, he only likes eyes anyway. So he's like, just, <laughs> you're just flirting with your eyes with each other. And Mark other. was like, oh, the optician was really rude to me when I went. And I was like, oh, my there optician was lovely. <laughs> oh my God, that's so, so funny. Um, dreaming of an dreams. ex. I mean, I I really hope that him or no one listens, but I often dream of my ex. I was with him for quite a few years and like it yeah. randomly pop up in dreams and I wake up, I'm like, sorry, I had a dream about my ex. And like, <laughs> there you go, I've just said it. And then it's not a secret anymore and it's fine. Also, it's a, dr- it's a dream. Like yeah. I have, I can't remember. Like I feel like I had a really weird dream last night and I woke up and told Mark and he was just like, what? Like dreams, yeah. dreams. It's your brain just processing things i mean if you if you wake up and you are very excited that you had that dream or like you you want to go to sleep because you're like oh i get to dream about that person no, like, no, maybe no. that's a bit too far like maybe that's a bit too far maybe that does mean something but if you're just like having dreams yeah six years ago it's not even that long ago it's just your brain piecing together information yeah but how weird are dreams like rich had a really really messed up dream last dream last week and he told me and i was like that's really funny and everything but also your brain did that <laughs> Like, what is wrong with you? I find dreams really weird. I wish I could remember some of my, like, I have had some weird dreams. Like, I actually had a dream about clubbing. I had a dream about clubbing. It was so fun. And then we came out. Oh, this is really like a pandemic dream because we'd gone clubbing and it was amazing. And then we came out and it was like almost sunrise. And there was loads of food places. But it Mm. wasn't just like a 24-hour diner that was open. There was a bow place. 
there was like all different like amazing food places to go to like when you came out of the club like if that isn't a pandemic dream like I don't know know, that's just a really normal weird dream like my dreams I love how when you wake up you've got like 10 minutes to tell your dream because you wait longer than you forget it and mine are like mental they're like and then I went down the slide and the octopus served me tea and then I went through a door and there was a lion with a frog's head like yours is like you went clubbing and had bow bombs yeah mine are like could be true and then mine are mental People, so I have to voice note them in the morning and be like, so I dreamt about you last night, but don't worry, yeah. it wasn't weird. Oh, this is this really reminds me that no one cares about dreams. There's so yeah. many memes and it's like, no one cares about your dream. I'm like, no one cares. Like, it's so okay. boring. Sorry, The guys. final one, the final one. We're almost over. Yes. Okay, this is serious. Okay. If your girl mate was sleeping with another girl mate's husband, what would you do? I really hope this question is not because it's actually happening and it's just, just asking. Because that's... <laughs> Oh my. Whoa, whoa. Right, I okay. need to genuinely think about this. If my, I'm going to visualize people. Okay. You're going to start saying do? names again like last time, like Mark and Sally. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do? What would you do? I think I have actually known a situation similar to this. Like it wasn't this intense, but similar to this. And in this situation, the girl went up to the guy. Which girl? Was, so the friend... Yeah. goes up to the to-be husband of her friend and just says, you need to tell her what's going on or else. Like, basically, it was like a work cheaty thingy. And she was just like, you need to tell her what's going on or I'm going to tell her. And I think I would do a similar thing because there is that thing of, like, getting into other people's business, inserting yourself into drama that just feels a bit like it's not really your place. Like, do you really want to be the one to tell your, like, to, to share that piece of information, like, that's going to, like be one of the worst moments in that person's life. I think I'd go up to the girl mate who was cheating on the other girl mate's husband and just be like, just try and talk some sense and just be like, you have to, you have to, you have to. Own so you'd to go this. to the friend before you'd go to the husband. That's right. If you're okay, so girl A, yeah. girl B, and the man are married, and right. girl A and the girl B are best friends, and the girl A is sleeping with the married man. I think so, I'll go. I think I'll go to girl A. Because she's your friend, and maybe you don't know the husband. Yeah, I think I'll go to girl A and just be like, "Come on, you're better than this. Like, what the flip are you doing? You've got to say something." But then, just, does girl this. B want to hear? Does, would she rather be told that your husband's having an affair from her husband or from the girl he's having an affair with, even if it's her friend? Oh, I don't. I don't know if there's like a optimal situation but either way you can't be the one to tell them because then it's like who are you girl c <laughs> girl c girl c inserting <laughs> herself into that drama no That's you need mean. to you need to be on the girl a's back and the guy's back and one of them needs to tell and you're like yeah i'm not i'm here for girl b so she's yeah. my priority i will be here to pick up the pieces because that girl is amazing and doesn't deserve any of this shit and i will be the best friend to her because girl a you are not being the best friend to her but I think you you would have to try and convince either girl A or the husband to say something. Do you know what's also a really tricky thing? Like being friends with someone like girl A, when they're doing something shady, but it doesn't affect you. But then you're like, do I want to be friends with someone that does shady stuff like that? I've, I think I've been in situations like that before where you're like, oh, this is weird. Because it's not something for us to fall out about because it's not my problem. But also I don't like what you're doing. I, th- I think that'd be so hard. Yeah. Because that's not just like a oh, we disagree about politics or we disagree about, you know what I mean? Like you just disagree about religion, politics. I don't know, like something. Yeah, it's like you're a bad person. That's like bad to the core. Oh, that's really hard. Uh, yeah, we really hope this isn't <laughs> this isn't like reflective of an actual real life situation. But I think girl A and husband, someone's someone's got to fess up. And you know what? I think in a, che- in a cheating situation like this, no, obviously this isn't personal to me, but just things can always be handled so much better. And I think it just always comes from communication. And when you look back at that moment, you'll just be like, oh, this could have been communicated so much better. So. Oh my God, I cheat on Rich a lot in my dreams. That just reminded me. And then I wake up and I'm like, I'm so sorry I cheated on you. And he's like, oh, okay, it's right. Again. Again. <laughs> in your dreams. <laughs> yeah, that's bad, isn't it? My brain did that. Like, yeah, I don't know say... who with. All different people, I think. <laughs> Yeah, but sometimes, oh my God, I like, oh God, he's listening to this. I like woke up and I was just like, babes, last night's dream. And he's like, I think he was scared of me for the whole day. Cause I was just like, it was really good. And he was like, 
Okay. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, dreams, dreams guys, crazy. Wow, that has wow. Wow. Yeah, covered a lot. <laughs> we covered a lot. It was a good one to end on. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Hopefully you guys yeah. did too and we can we can do that again. We will, of course, over the coming weeks, like over our little four-week pay, just be on the Facebook group a lot, asking questions for upcoming episodes so we can prep a bit better and a bit more in advance. Mm. Um, so we'll be asking for feedback, all sorts on there. So definitely make sure you're part of the Facebook group because we're going to be like on there over the next four weeks to really nail down this next season. Definitely. Thank you so, so much for listening. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode it was a really fun one it was fun don't forget to rate review and subscribe on apple Podcasts, or the podcast app you use you can find lily online at lily pebbles go check her out she's fab me <laughs> at reddit on all social media and thanks to our producer and editor joel grove and thanks joel see you in four weeks see you then see you then bye bye